Scammers never stop. They try to steal your hard-earned money and personal information. Thankfully, we have ways to not fall victim to these cons. I'm your host, Sylvia Masters, and on today's Ion Scams podcast, I'm talking with the Better Business Bureau about some of the most prevalent scams in Acadiana, right now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana, the podcast powered by KLFY.com. I'm News 10 anchor Sylvia Masters. Join now with Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana. And we are talking all things scams. Scams happening around Acadiana, scams targeting local victims here in the Acadiana region. So Chris, some of the scams that we've talked about in the last month, one of them being online homework extortion scams. We know graduation really happened last weekend. Some students are, are going to be graduating. I know uh, a lot of students have been in the process of preparing for tests and everything. So now scammers are, are taking advantage of, of students still, right, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. You know, every time we get towards the end of the school year, you know, when, when homework assignments need to be turned in and finals have to be taken, the final exams, you know, to finish up classes that, you know, people need, students need for, for graduation, scammers take advantage of that opportunity. And what we, what we covered and have recently talked about is that uh, they create different online advertising or even contact students almost directly through Facebook or social media and basically tell them that they can help with their homework assignments, they can help in uh, the form of being a tutor for specific subjects, help them make a good grade on their final. And what we found out is a lot of times these people are scammers who are extorting these students for some type of money and then threaten to uh, expose them for cheating and different things that obviously could affect them being able to graduate. So it's something to be on the lookout for and we know that every year, you know, around this time, it's something scammers are doing. And you mentioned an interesting point to this scam, Chris, that if the student doesn't pay up for this so-called uh, tutor, they threaten to then punish them in the future by claiming that they're a cheater. I mean, crazy yeah. stuff, but it's actually happening. Yeah, it's actually happening. We've had reports of it on our scam tracker. You know, um, some of these students that are looking for help aren't always looking for the most ethical help. They're looking to have some of their homework assignments completed for them online. So uh, when scammers can catch them in a, in a situation where they say, I'll do your homework assignment, pay me $20, $30 for it, and then uh, if you don't pay up, they threaten to expose you to the school. You know, a lot of times it is a scammer taking uh, money from a student that's otherwise, you know, acting a little bit unethically. So, Chris, what would you say to a student or a parent who is looking for help when it comes to tutoring online? What would you say to them to, to be aware of when it comes to the scam, to not fall victim to these fake ads and stuff online? Right. There's nothing against having a tutor, you know, somebody that can help you out with, with assignments or even preparation for different exams. You know, but something to be mindful of is that the scammers are out there looking to take advantage of students in any vulnerable situation they might be in. So we encourage you to, to start with contacting the school, whether it's a local high school, or local university, community college, a lot of those institutions have things in place, have tutoring in place to where they can, uh, they can set this up for you and you know you're not being scammed and a lot of times it's even free. So it's not something you have to pay for through the institution itself and if you, if you find yourself looking outside of the school you're going to for a tutor, we would encourage you to check references, make sure you know who you're dealing with and then uh, try to get everything in writing up front. You know, what exactly is the tutor going to help with? 
You know, how many hours a week are you going to spend with the tutor? How much time are they going to take to uh, actually get you through what, what you're working on? So get those things in writing and just be very leery before you pay some money up front. And as Chris mentioned, UL Lafayette and SLCC does offer free tutoring for some certain courses. Turning now, Chris, to COVID, uh, I know there's a lot of COVID survey scams that are going on right now. Right. Even I have received several emails about the Moderna, Pfizer, even the Johnson & Johnson vaccine saying, hey, take this survey, we'll give you a $50 reward. But nope, that's a scam going on right now, right? Yeah, you know, we continually talk about scammers being opportunists. So anything that's going on, obviously the vaccine becoming very widespread, you know, a lot of Americans taking that vaccine, it's a huge market for them to try to make a couple dollars and that's exactly what they're trying to do. As far as we know, the pharmaceutical companies behind the creation of the vaccines are not reaching out to random individuals for surveys. They're, they're not conducting those. Anybody that would be part of a certain study or that have information um, being contributed to a study, you would know that you're being that you're participating in that through whatever medical institution you've gone through to get your vaccine or through a study that you signed up for with that with the actual pharmaceutical company itself so if you get a message a text message email or even a phone call letting you know that they have a quick survey for you about the vaccine you know it's easy to spot that when you get a text from pfizer let's say that says we know you took the vaccine and you actually didn't take the vaccine. Obviously right. that's a scam. But if you did take that vaccine, which is a huge number of Americans, it could be very convincing that, as you mentioned, the $50 gift card is something that would be great for anybody to receive. But know that those text messages, those emails are, are fake. They're coming from scammers who are looking to collect some type of personal information from you. A lot of times it's your social security number or your full name, legal name, date of birth. Um, potentially your address, anything that they could use to steal your identity, which we talk about a lot. Or in some of the other cases, they need a credit card information or something up front for a processing fee to be able to send you that big gift card that they promised you. And then it has nothing to do with the vaccine. They're not at all worried about a survey and they're just trying to steal that information from you. And they sure do when you click on that email, that advertisement, right. if you will. It sends you to that link that they have created and then uh -huh. you give away your personal information just like that. That's the scary yeah. part. And even, uh, you know, like I said, I, I received emails. I'm sure you have too. Yeah, a lot absolutely. of our consumers here. Right. So it still will continue to go on. It happened when the vaccines first came out and I'm sure it will continue. That's right. Chris, turning now to uh, a popular scan that we've talked about before in the past that is still going on even through, you know, we are still going through the pandemic is, is puppy scams. And I know a lot of times people use fake uh, profiles or I should say pictures mm -hmm. of puppies and they post them online. So how are they continuing to scam people still? So it's been kind of surprising what we've seen with, with the online puppy scams. They've continued to rise, you know, around this time last year when the pandemic was, was just getting underway a couple months in, you know, we did see a rise in online puppy scams. A lot of that was due to quarantine, people having to stay at home and, and wanting to add those fluffy, furry family members, you know, to their home. And more people were looking to purchase animals. So scammers, their ads were getting a lot more hits. You know, basically what they do, as you mentioned, they create these advertisements, which have great pictures of adorable looking animals, however, um, those animals don't actually exist for you to be able to adopt. Mm -hmm. It's a real picture of a real dog um, or even of a cat or any type of animal people might be looking to adopt or purchase. But what happens to you when you um, fall vulnerable to that is you want to adopt this animal. You have to pay an upfront deposit without ever seeing the animal. They use the COVID restrictions 
in their favor, you know, say I can't meet up due to COVID restrictions, we can't see each other. Um, but I, this is a picture of the dog. Here's maybe a couple pictures. We need a deposit up front. And then anybody that pays that deposit, they're not getting the animal, but they're also continuing down this road to be scammed even more because if the scammers can get away with it, they're gonna continue to try to make as much money from you as you can, as they can. In some of the instances they've said, there's some unexpected vet bills, we have shipping charges, an extra crating charge, and they'll just keep going as long as they can go. The animal's never gonna show up, and uh, all that money is gonna be gone in the long run. Chris, you mentioned a good a good point too. Uh, you know, talking about how the scam works. Even I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups, and a lot of people have been saying to beware of these scammers that they post these dogs on these groups or Facebook online. People are like, "Oh my goodness, so cute! I want right. it." And they ask for that deposit. The person sends the money thinking they'll pick up the puppy the next day and they don't and the money's gone. I mean, in this instance, Chris, I mean, you can't get your money back, right? Usually. No, a lot of times, you know, you send the money. Some of these, um, you know, scammers, of course, are using the, the digital wallet apps where it's very hard to recover the money, you know, Venmo or anything like that. And they're wanting the upfront deposit, which is, you know, the reason sometimes this is hard to catch is that sometimes is a standard practice when you, when you want to adopt an animal is to pay a deposit, to reserve and show your commitment to bringing that animal home. But what we encourage you to do is not pay for anything until you're able to see an animal in person. We know sometimes that might be a little bit more inconvenient, but I think people would be very surprised how many reports of this scam that we're getting. You know, and like, like you mentioned in the beginning, it's continued to rise, not just be consistent. There have continued to be more and more and more people being scammed um, through these online puppy scams. And we are getting reports um, almost weekly, if not, if not every other week, on people that are losing, in a lot of instances, a lot of money, $1,000, $1,500, for an animal that never ever even existed to be adopted in the first place. Wow, that is some scary stuff, yeah. but it is happening, it is real, and that's why we are here to tell you everything that's going on when it comes to these scams. And moving forward, Chris, talking about uh, one, again, scam that we've talked about in the past before is donating to the right crowdfunding cause or site, if you will. We've covered uh, personal tragedies in the past, whether it be the tornado in Palmetto, uh, you know, obviously the hurricanes last year in 2020. So, Chris, when it comes to donating, people feel called to give when it comes right. to tragedies. And of course, we're, we're a, a giving community, but scammers are always and probably will continue to take advantage of that in these these vulnerable circumstances. Yeah, you know, the Acadian area is so hospitable, you know, people really want to be able to help out. And uh, with the creation of crowdfunding sites years ago, you know, came the opportunity for scammers to have an easy way to duplicate a tragedy or pretend as though they're involved with a tragedy that would typically have people donating to them. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of reports that people have donated to a cause that doesn't actually exist or a cause um, that does exist on a widespread nature, like you mentioned, hurricanes, for instance. But they have nothing to do with the hurricanes. They don't have any damage from the hurricanes. They're not helping anybody with the hurricanes. They're just using it as an instance to steal your funds. And it's, it's a scary time because, uh, it, you know, it seems like, you know, there's always the next thing that we can help each other for, which is one of the great things about the area that we live in but be very leery of crowdfunding sites or even um, Facebook posts and messengers that say, hey, this is what I'm doing, donate to my cause. Because if you don't know somebody personally and you're not there to see maybe how this is actually playing out or how these funds are actually being used, 
your perception of what these funds are going to go to and what they actually go to or what somebody as an unethical scammer is going to use those funds for just to, to put in their bank account could be very different and could lead to you donating your hard-earned money to something that's not at all a good cause. And Chris, it's so easy for a scammer to post an ad or, or, or a GoFundMe, if you will, online trying to get people to donate, kind of with a puppy scam. They take these pictures, whether it be from Google or another search engine site. I mean, it's so easy for them to do this and to get people's hard-earned money. So how do consumers know, hey, this is real or mm, this is fake? Yeah, one of the easiest ways, you know, it's, it's easy for a scammer to get online and download pictures of damage, a home that's been damaged by a hurricane or, or floodwaters or whatever, and pretend as though it's their home and this is my house and I need help. And the easiest, you know, one of the sure ways to donate to a good cause that you know the funds you're donating are going to a good cause is somebody you know personally mm -hmm. or somebody that um, has been vetted through somebody you know personally. I don't know that family, but my best friend does, and these funds are definitely going to, um, to a good cause or bypass the GoFundMe operation and give funds to people directly, obviously, or to a 501c3 charity that has been, that has been vetted and has um, you know, a history of actually giving back to the local community. We have so many great charities and organizations in our local area. Mm -hmm. you know, be very leery of individuals in some instances and give more to an organization that in turn can help that same individual, but you know the funds you're donating are going to the right cause. All right, always learning something new when it comes to that scam and that scammers are still doing that these days when it comes to donating to the right cause. Chris, turning now to uh, cable impersonator <laughs> cons. I know a right. lot of us may have cable. It's something, uh, uh, you know, normal. Uh, of course, now with streaming services as well, but scammers right. are impersonating cable companies. What are they doing now? So, you know, streaming services, as you just mentioned, have been on the rise over, uh, I guess, the last couple of years now. Yeah. And, and people are, are foregoing their cable services or their uh, satellite services and doing more streaming services. You know, so scammers have kind of taken that as an opportunity for them to get people signed up for cable or satellite services that don't actually exist, of course. You know, everything a scammer sells doesn't actually exist. They just want the money. Um, but, you know, they, they see people gravitating towards these streaming services. So basically what they're doing is contacting individuals, saying that they have a great deal on cable service, great deal on satellite service. All they need is a couple different ways that they do this scam. Um, all that they need is an upfront deposit to get the services set up so that they don't miss out on the deal. Or they're contacting consumers pretending to be with their cable or satellite company, saying that they're eligible for a promotion because they've been a customer for X amount of years and they want to honor their, their loyalty to the company and give them a great deal. And uh, in, in the end, they're charging people for deals that don't exist and for services that they have no intention of providing. Wow, and stealing your money at that. Stealing so money. Chris, if someone comes to, uh, you know, goes to a, let's say a door-to-door -door salesman that comes to their door, uh, the person opens it, I mean, how can they verify that that person is legitimate? What can they do? So that's a great point. Any, um, anybody that comes to your door, whether they're you know, soliciting for roofing services, they're soliciting for cable satellite hookup, whatever, security alarms, that's, that's one of the common ones. You know, we encourage you when somebody comes door to door, 
you know, to, to verify their credentials. For one, they should have some type of credential from the organization that they're representing, the company that they're representing. And in, in the city and parish of Lafayette, they should have some type of solicitor's permit. They should have a permit that is allowing them to go door to door. They do have to register with the city to do that, which is part of the verification process to make sure that they are allowed to go sell whatever it is they're selling door to door. And a lot of things, you know, a lot of times consumers feel as though if I'm going to ask these questions, I, I don't want to be a hassle. I don't want to ask all of these things. But if you ask legitimate companies that really do go door to door, they're really trying to help you know, consumers and find new business, they don't mind being asked these questions. They want you to ask these questions so that they can verify for you that they are a reputable company. Um, a lot of those are accredited with us at the Better Business Bureau in certain instances, and they have great products and services to provide to you. They want you to ask those questions. They want you to get things in writing. They want you to ask for their credentials. Because the more that you're going to do that, the more you weed out the ones that are the scammers and the unethical people. And hopefully those dollars that you're looking to spend are going towards a good, reputable company and product or service. Wow, that's some helpful tips there because I know a lot of people may not know that they have to have all these credentials right. and they have to be, you know, when they come into your door, when they're going door to door, they have to know what they're talking about. And so sometimes right. they can come off legitimate, but a lot of times they may not be. Uh, turning now to a scam that actually happened to a local victim. She lost $2,100 and this involves an Intergy imposter scam. I know, Chris, we've talked about utility scams in the right. past before. So how did this scammer scam this local woman right here in Lafayette over $2,000? Over $2,000. So a, a couple of things come into play with this particular instance. You know, scammers love to use um, our emotions against us. Anytime that, you know, with the puppy scam, for instance, it, it's a lot of people buying a new puppy or, or adopting a new puppy. It's, a, it's an emotional experience. You get attached to this animal. You know, in this instance, it's a different side of the emotions. Um, and it's kind of the scary side. You know, people are getting phone calls saying, you're past due on your bill. First thing you think is, I'm not, but they're telling me they're gonna come cut off my electricity. They're telling mm -hmm. me in the next 24 hours, if I don't have this taken care of, and I run a business, which is in the instance of, of this local victim, you know, if I get the power cut off, that's gonna affect my bottom line, my ability to sell things and, and make a living. You know, so when scammers call and they, they, they're good at sounding legitimate, and what they've been doing is impersonating these energy companies. Entergy is the local company that they impersonated in this one. And of course, they need you to pay the past due balance of your, of your electric bill right now. Um, one of the things to be on the lookout for is if you have fallen past due on your energy bills, that, that can happen. You're gonna get a series of notices, a series of potential phone calls, like you're gonna have a series of communication before it gets to the day that it's getting turned off. So if you're just hearing about it, and now is the one chance you have to take care of it, and it's gonna get cut off today, that's most likely a scam. What we would encourage you to do is hang up, contact your, your local energy company, water service, I mean water, gas, electricity, whatever it is, Contact the company directly, which is what she did after she paid the money to the scammer, only to be told, ma'am, your accountant's to date, everything's fine. And she's trying to figure out who she sent $2,100 to. And speaking of how she sent that money, it was through Bitcoin, something uh, maybe many of us may not be familiar with. Yeah. It's a type of cryptocurrency yeah. that's on the rise right now. So Chris, tell us what Bitcoin is and, and how she sent the money through that. So Bitcoin is a, is a type of cryptocurrency, um, and it's one of the ways that if you use that to pay somebody or you send Bitcoin to somebody, 
you're not you're typically not going to get those funds back unless they want to give them back to you so in, in this instance obviously the scammer doesn't want to give the funds back so that's the reason they encouraged her to use you know that method so she went to a local convenience store went to a bitcoin atm which does they do actually exist now in public locations you can go right there purchase bitcoin send it to an address which is going to be the scammer's address um, the, the money it doesn't exist in a tangible form it exists um, on the internet and and uh, through a series of codes it gets actually pretty pretty um, complicated but what happens is twenty one hundred dollars is x amount in bitcoin you send that off to somebody else they now have that bitcoin that you sent them they cash it in for us dollars and in turn make the twenty one hundred dollars back that you just uh, got from the bitcoin atm and sent to them and Chris, speaking of that $2,100, when I spoke with this local victim, she said that it was the energy bill for one of her company's buildings. And that was a normal price for her energy bill. So I know a lot of us might be thinking, oh, that's a high you know, right, price right. for energy bills. But right. she said, no, that's like usually what her bill usually is. And also Entergy, when I reached out to them, I know you're familiar with this, with mm -hmm. other energy companies, they said they do not accept payment in Bitcoin yeah. or any cryptocurrency at that. And like you were saying, they don't pressure you into paying and immediately cut off. They will send those several notices. And I do want to touch on, Chris, how this woman contacted you, contacted you all to talk about this, how this game happened to her. How can people reach out to you guys at the BBB and, you know, if they've been a victim of a scam or have been seeing a scam circulating online, how can they get in touch with you all and, and tell us how important that is to get that information out to viewers? So one of the great resources that we have is our scam tracker online. So if you go to BBB.org slash scam tracker, it's a crowdsourced database that was started uh, about three and a half years ago. And it allows consumers to come in and, and do a number of things. They can they can search their local area here in Louisiana and see what scams are being reported here. Um, it, it's the same database that's used through all 100 of our BBB locations across the country. So you can see what's going on in certain areas. You can search for keywords. So if you experience the situation, you think this might not sound right, go search the scam tracker for some keywords and see if there's other scams just like that being reported. Or in this instance, this lady reported on our scam tracker that this happened to her. Mm -hmm. um, we reached out, gave her some guidance as to what she could do moving forward. Um, and then she said she wanted to help us get the word out. So we in turn let you guys know that way we could uh, help get the story out. But that's another thing that, that we encourage people to do is if you experience a scam, report it to us because that's how we know what's going on. Um, as we mentioned, sometimes a lot of scams operate in, in, a, in a cyclic way based on the time of the year, things that are going on, taxis and holidays, different things. Certain scams happen almost every year around that time. But there's always new and up and coming trends that are happening. The cryptocurrency twist is something that's fairly new to scams. Um, it's, it's a payment way that's hard to recover the funds. So, you know, we only know that those things are going on because consumers reach out and let us know, which in turn allows us to to let you guys know and, and be able to educate consumers. And that's really the number one tool that we have in combating these scammers is awareness. And uh, we appreciate you guys for helping us get this information out. But the only way we know about it is from consumers contacting us. Uh, we encourage them to do that. Not just contact us so we know what's going on, but let us guide you in the right direction. Tell you what you can do moving forward. Maybe give you some contact numbers or some resources that you might need to help recover from something you've experienced. Um, let us know all the consumer services that we provide at the Better Business Bureau are free. Um, we're supported through our accredited businesses, so that's what allows us to do that. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 337-981-3497 
or just go to bbb.org slash scam tracker and uh, see, see what's there or even report to us what's been going on. All right, Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadia talking all things of, about the scams that we've been talking about in the past month. And as Chris was saying, report the scams to them, also uh, us at KLFY, because that's how we let you guys know what's going on in the area and to hopefully prevent other people from falling victim to all of these types of scams. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Thank you. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Star Media Production.